2: One, two, one, two, get up, get up. Not playing, man. <laughs>
0: The Bucky Radio. Tonight is Thursday night. i told the 10th, 2019. The time is 9 p.m. And tonight we want to welcome you out. The doctor is in again for the weekly Food for the Soul Bible study session. Tonight's The marriage supper of uh, the land. In Revelation 19 and 6, it is heard as if it were the of voice of a great multitude, like the sound of many waters and like the sound of my thundering saints. Hallelujah, because the Lord our God reigns, the Almighty. Seven, let us rejoice and exalt and give him the glory because the wedding of the Lamb has come and his life was prepared for so. And it was granted to her to be dressed in fine linen. That was verse eight. And bright and pure, he says to me, right blessed are those who are invited to the wedding banquet of the Lamb. And he also says to me, these are the true words of God. Ten, and I fell at his feet to worship him, but he says to me, Don't, I am your sole slave, and among your brothers who hold the testimony of Jesus. Worship God for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. That was Revelation chapter 19, verse six to 10. Just a little tidbit. Of course, Dr. Moore will go into the scripture and the words, and we'll have other scriptures in really dig deep into talking about uh, the bridegroom, wedding garment, and all the stuff that talks about our marital relationship with Jesus. So I want to say, first off, um, that it is a blessing and an honor for those who can hear and listen to this word and this radio broadcast. It is such a refresher that we are able to come on tonight, part of week, for you guys to enjoy the biblical teachings on Thursday night and taking the prayers and petitions to the throne of grace, and we are now with over nine different podcasting, social media avenues, and we're so grateful. Today we just got on Zoom in the podcast section, so that's really awesome today, that the Lord is moving in a mighty and a special way. He's actually moving us in the direction that he would have us to go in this new technological age. He is doing that. And we are so forever grateful for that. You know, when we think about all the things that Satan is trying to stop us with and he's trying to put all the road barriers and the blocks in our path, well, guess what? He can't win. He'll never win. When we have a God like we have, the devil can never win, not even for a second. Blink of the night, he might think he won, but God is always ready for the war, and God will always win that battle.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, man of the hour. Back to that Fawke. Dr. Shen Radio Land tonight. Amen. This is the day the Lord has made, and let us be glad and rejoice there. Already. My announcer tonight, amen, has brought us on as normally as she, amen, nominally do. Not quite as enthusiastic as she normally be. I'm asking each one of you to pray for amen. My granddaughter tonight, she was in a pretty bad accident today. But she refused, amen, to lay down tonight, amen, and not permit this broadcast to come on. So I'm asking you, amen, pray for amen, so to that God would give her a speed of the recovery then. Ever what's amen going on in the inside of that body, that amen, he will undertake in that body, that she can continue to stand by my side and we can bring you the word of God like never, never before. We are just so excited tonight, amen, about Jesus and the word of God and all the blessings, amen, that we are seeing being pulled out upon us, amen, by these a uh, podcasters and we give it all to Jesus. It's not our done, but it is Jesus. But so we thank God for you as humanity, Amen, is here supporting this gospel of Jesus Christ. I need your proud in the last and even days, Amen. Because we have Amen. Many going forward today in sheep clothing, but inwardly they are raving wolves. We are here to preach nothing but the unadulterated. Amen, uh, gospel of Jesus Christ. If it if it take us to our death, we're going to tell truth, and nothing else but the truth. The amen is food for a thought. We're going to continue tonight where we left off on last week, praise the Lord. I thought it was so exciting, praise the Lord. You tell your friends that Dr. Moore and his staff here in Apple Valley is on the app tonight. Bring you, Amen, uh, the word of life tonight. We're going to, Amen, pick up, Amen, tonight. All these scriptures that, Amen, we read to you on last week. Let me give you some highlights. We come from Revelation chapter nineteen, verse nine and through eighteen. And let me highlight this, Amen. If you are familiar, Amen, uh, with scripture. And he said unto me This is John, amen, saying Amen, what the Spirit of God said He said, right Blessed Are they which Are called unto the marriage supper Of the Lamb And he said unto me These are the true sayings of God And I fell at his feet to worship him And he said unto me See, thou do it not I am thy fellow servant and of thine brethren that has the testimony of Jesus. Worship God. For the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Now I and I saw heaven open, and behold a white horse. And he that sitteth upon him were called faithful and true and in righteousness. He does judge and make war. His eyes was as a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns, and he had a name written that no man knew but he himself. And he was clothed with the virtue, dripping in blood, and in his name, and his name is called the Word of God. We want to amen, get into this. We just wanted to highlight amen, what we are talking about tonight. And we are talking tonight, amen, about the marriage supper. Blessed are they which are called unto the marriage supper of the Lamb. It's a blessing, amen, for you to be called to the marriage supper of the Lamb. And all of this tie in, amen, with the second coming of Jesus Christ. It is a blessing for you and I, amen, it is to be called to the marriage supper. We are, praise the Lord, called to the marriage supper. Now, many, many are called, but few are chosen. Many, many hear the calling of the Lord, but amen, few are chosen, a few will amen stick with the same, but it's a blessing if you stick with your calling. The race is not given to the swift nor the battle to the strong, but he that endures unto the end the same shall be saved, Certainly, amen, Jesus is coming back, Jesus is coming back, Jesus. Is coming back. Let that be the headline, amen, of your life, amen, as you open your eyes and read the inscription on the sky, amen, Jesus is coming back. Hebrew 9 and 28 Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many, and unto them that looketh for him shall he appear the second time without sin unto salvation. Listen, you got to be looking for Jesus. Believers, every born-again believer must look for Jesus. If you're not looking for Jesus, you can, amen, this thing can slip upon you if you're not looking for Jesus. And amen, can catch us with Amen of a work not properly done because we are not looking for him. We ought to be excited about the second coming of Jesus. The marriage supper of the Lamb. The Lamb of God, Amen, done made a marriage supper for his people. And he done begged them to come. Almighty God himself, amen, put out a feast. And he even, that's all is to come to the marriage circle. Of course, there is a condition we have to meet in order to marry Jesus, but the invitation is there. The hallelujah choir is going to be there. The church and the bride is going to be there. It's going to be a wedding feast. Christ coming in power. Now when Jesus comes a second time, he's not coming like he did, amen, the first time. He comes as the Lamb of God. He comes not defending himself at all. But when he comes the second time, he's coming in power. And in glory, defeating every foe that has ever risen up against him. What a day! He's coming as a conquering warrior. He's coming to conquer. That's what the Jews were looking for. In the very beginning, they wanted, amen, a Messiah is to come, amen, and to conquer and take over Israel. But Jesus, amen, said, my ways is not like your ways, neither is my thoughts like yours. So he didn't come the way that they thought that he would come. And it caused them, amen, is to turn their back on the only hope that they had, the only Messiah that they had. Amen, they turned their back on him because he didn't come in a way that they thought that he was supposed to come. They were looking for him to come in royalty and spend it. And amen, acting like a king and looking like, amen, the kings in those days and time. but amen, he come as a lamb, being led to the slaughter. Now, people, they men, who preserve in their unbelief, they refuse to accept the plan of salvation and to live a holy life. People to preserve in their unbelief, they refuse to accept the plans of salvation and to live a holy life. Cannot find any good thing for which to hope in the second coming of Christ. And now if you, amen, uh, refuse refusing, understand the plan, the salvation, you ain't going to find no good thing, amen, in the coming of Jesus Christ. Jesus' second coming, amen, is not going to be pleasant to no one that refused him. Listen to that, that's more very closely. It is not going to be pleasant to no one that refused him. And then there are just literally, amen, of thousands and billions of people, amen, has refused him. But it, 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 it's going to be regrettable. It's going to be regrettable because, amen, he has, amen, invited us unto his supper. I mean, he has made preparation, Amen, for us to come into his supper. But, Amen, we find out many is refusing to go into his supper. Indeed, the preaching of Christ's return can only produce in them a fearful expectation, for he will come not as a meek savior, as a first advent. But as a righteous judge, he's coming as a righteous judge who will execute vengeance upon all who rebel in unbelief and disobedience. He's coming to take vengeance. Vengeance is mine, says the Lord. You read Second Corinthians, Second Thessalonians. I'm sorry, chapter one, seven and nine. Amen, and it will let you know. Amen. He come in, Amen. And is to pour out his wrath on the children of disobedience. Now all the time, Amen. The Lord is giving us room, Amen. Day after day and night after night, though that is remaining in the is to come to the supper. Uh, the scripture do not indicate that evil will gradually disappear from the earth. But on the contrary, sin will become progressively more dominant until it clackonate in the man of sin, until it come into the man of the after Christ. Amen. It's not fit to get any better children. I don't care how the world is trying to fix it and what the world calls righteous. If it's against the word of God, it's not going to stand. Second Timothy 3 and 13, Matthew 24 and 12, and 2 Thessalonians 2 and 3 says, When Jesus told us that as it was in the days of Noah and of Lot, so would it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. In Luke 17, 26 through 30, he alluded amen to the wickedness of Noah's generation and the moral perverse of Sidon. Upon both of these wicked societies, God mercy waited until sin had filled its cup. And then he swiftly, judgment fell without mercy. So, will it happen to the sinners when Jesus returns in the days of not a lot? Amen. Sodom and Gomorrah—they didn't know what hit them. What he came before destruction? Before Amen. God destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. He sent Amen, two angels along with himself to come down and warn Abraham that he come to destroy that city. He sent Amen the two angels on into Sodom. But he stayed there with Lot. And according to the word of God, he says, I'm not gonna hide the thing that I come to do, he told Abraham, i come to destroy this wicked city. And then that is when Abraham cried out, Lord, if I can find 50 righteous men in the city, will you spare the city? God in his divine mercy And it's omnipotent wisdom. He says, Abraham, if you find 50 in the city, I will not destroy the city. And let me just break it on down, amen. Abraham went out looking. Abraham went out searching in the city, but he couldn't find 10. He couldn't find five righteous peoples in the city because their nature was carnal, and their nature was sinful, and they didn't want to come under the grace of God. Yes, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be when the Son of Man comes. We got generation is before us right now. Millay young babies and old men have this wicked, contaminated spirit in them. They don't want to turn from their evil ways. And the Lord's going to catch them. And He's going to judge them, amen, in whatsoever stage you are caught in. That's the stage God's going to judge you in. He that is holy, let him be holy still. He that is righteous, let him be righteous still. And he that is filthy, let him be filthy still. The call has went out. Come, amen to this great supper that God has prepared for you and I. The same thing in the city the time of Noah. The moral fabric of Noah's days was torn down. There were no moral, no decency in the city. Everything was very shameful, especially in the eyesight of the Lord. It was all right in the eyesight of those that lived in no days, and they were wicked, but in the eyesight of God, it was disgusting. All of our righteousness is as built rags in God's sight. Now, on the other hand, The living hope of the church will be realized when the Lord returns to claim His people as His bride. Second Thessalonians 4:13 through 18. God is going to return, Amen, to claim the church as His bride. We must make preparation right now, today. Easy hour. If you haven't already made preparation, you must make preparation now. Then will the saints appear with him in glory, according to Colossians 3 and 14. Listen, when the saints appear to the Lord in glory, ain't, there is no unclean thing is going to enter into, amen, that area. In that arena, amen, there will be no unclean thing. The persecution, uh, tribulation, and the conflict will come to an end. And the song of a final victory will be their heart and burst from their lips. The coming again of Jesus. We are going to be excited. I'm excited, amen, because I know he's coming back. I'm excited tonight because I know all of my trials and all of my tribulation is going to be over. Not only mine, but yours. Paul said there's not only a crown is laid up for me, but for everyone that believes and loves the Lord god got a crown. god got authority leave for you, just waiting on you. The coming again of Jesus Christ will solve their every problem. he sanctify their every aspiration and bring to them the reality of the promise, full appeal of the Redeemer of life in Romans 8 and 23. For the time of Christ ascending, the church has anxiously waited on the horizon of, of the return of her bridegroom, who will call her from the earth to meet him in the air. Oh, for the next exciting day, amen, the church is waiting, amen, to hear that call. And when he calls us to meet him in the air, he's gonna call his church. He's gonna call his one body, his one faith, and one baptism. These are the words of Jesus. We're gonna meet him in the mid-air. We're gonna have amen, a man of powerful time. Amen is to be with the Lord in the air, and we're going to be with them but amen that's not the end of the story we're going to come back to this earth the saints is going to judge the world there's going to be some transforming at that particular time praise the Lord what a glorious moment awaiting the saints across the universe will rain from heaven hallelujah the chorus, amen, of, of heaven itself is going to be singing. It's going to drown out every earthly sound that there is, and you won't hear nothing but the echoes of heaven ringing. Hallelujah. Give glory to our Lord. We well, bless his holy name. What a what a sound when the angels, amen, let their voices ring down like rain, amen, and you upon the earth. Amen. If you don't be changed, you can't stand it. A victory and the saints shall begin the joyful celebration of the marriage, supper of the Lamb. We will begin, amen, a celebration. we getting ready to celebrate. The invitation has been out there. Ever since Jesus Christ had died on Calvary He extended this invitation Amen We are getting ready to celebrate Don't you let nobody Make you feel feel like Amen like Jesus is not coming back Jesus is coming back Jesus is coming back But we must be ready Jesus is allowing us as his people, is to produce a holy life acceptable unto him before he come back, while the clouds plead judgment and wrath prophetically gather in the sky the faithful children of God rejoicing because he knows that the time of his redemption draws nigh. The Bible let us know, amen, when you see these things, when you see all the chaos that is happening in the world today that you cannot understand, he says, amen, look up. Don't, don't hold your head down like there is nothing can be done. Look up because our redemption is drawing nigh. Jesus is getting ready to come back at his church. The purpose of Christ returning. Many Bible scholars believe that the second coming of Christ has two phases that of his coming, his saints, and his coming with his saints. Uh, The first phrase is often called the the presenting of the Peru of Christ and refers to the rapture of the church. The second phrase is called the appearance of the revelation, and it refers to the coming in judgment. In the first phase, he will appear only to the saints. In there, when he first comes, everybody will not see him. But now, in the second phase, he will reveal himself to the entire population of the earth in judgment and Ersia in his millennial reign. Every eye will see him then. Never need to bow that he is Lord of Lords and Kings of Kings. Oh praise the Lord. This is an exciting time. We're waiting on Jesus as to come. This earth that we are in, we're living in now, it was it, it is it was made to be temporary. It was not Amen made for eternity. Because John the Revelator says also I saw a brand new heaven and a brand new earth coming down out, out of glory. A dawn of a bride for a husband. We get ready, amen, is to meet Jesus. Both of these Proposed purpose, amen, are associated with the coming of Christ. He will come for his saints and he will come to judge the world. Now, amen, this is why amen, the saints ought to live a righteous and a holy life, amen, in God's sight, because amen, the saints gonna help the Lord judge the world. And God's going to judge it in righteousness. He's not going to judge it by the hearing of the ear or the seeing of the eye, but he's going to judge the world in righteousness. There will be no unfairness when the Lord judges the world. Paul referred to Christ coming for his church. And 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 13 through 18. And then the second letter. He visions the coming of the Lord Jesus with his mighty angels to take vengeance upon those who disobeyed the gospel of Jesus. Look how many today, look how many today is disobeying the gospel of Jesus Christ. They don't want to care about the gospel. But Jesus is coming. Take vengeance. Oh, payday is coming. You can ignore the gospel now. You can turn your nose up in it now. You can say if you don't believe in it now. Let me tell you, payday is coming. And he's going to pay every man, every boy, every girl according to their works. Every deed that you have done, you will going to have to give an account of it. I'm talking about the second coming of Jesus. He's taking vengeance upon those who disobeyed the gospel of Jesus Christ, according to Second Thessalonians one seventy-nine. These two aspects, Amen, are also betrayed, Amen, in the marriage supper of the Lamb in Revelation nineteen, Amen, chapter seven and nine. And in the judgment and the wrath of Jesus Christ upon the wicked and the nations, Amen. The Lord's gonna pay the nations back. The world is not getting away with anything. If you've been mistreated, now the Bible says, "If you suffer, suffer as a Christian, happy are you." Don't worry about it, Amen. The Lord is gonna do the paying back. But amen. if you are a Christian, even if you've done nothing did wrong, you don't want to see nobody go to hell. But that's out of my hand. God said, then it belongs to me. The marriage supper of the Lamb. Listen, church. When Jesus Christ come again, he will remove the church from the earth before the wrath and judgment fall upon the wicked. He's going to get the church out of here. He loved the church so much that he gave his life as a redemption sacrifice on Calvary. He purchased it with his own blood, and when he returns, he will claim the church, his bride, as alone. own. Oh, he's coming back at the own, and he's going to get his church out of here. Ralph is going to be falling upon the earth. When you think about Amen what's coming up on the face of this earth. If you believe the word of God and you can be, and, and you cannot believe it, it's not gonna stop Amen. God's word for God's fulfilling. God's word is God's word and can't nobody stop it. If I say all day long, Amen, Jesus is not coming back, that won't stop Jesus at all. If I say I don't believe in Jesus, that's not stopping Jesus. Are oh, you coming back, amen, with this hallelujah choir. As I say amen, you haven't heard a choir yet. Until, praise the Lord, you hear this hallelujah choir. Until these angels, amen, let their voice be exterlated. My God, you haven't heard a choir. Amen. Amen. At the recording, amen, the marriage supper, of the Lamb is preferred by one of the most slumbering passions in the scripture. With the falling of the corrupt mystery battle of the great, the mother of Harlow, the heavenly hosts raise their voices unto joy, singing of the trumpet and jubilee. All this other hellish stuff we've been hearing Amen, down on earth. Amen, rapping and all this. The heavenly choir is gonna burst out its song. And it let you know what music really is. Let you know what thrill really is. Let you know what joy really is. It'll blow your mind. All of this what the mother of Babylon produced to this world. Heaven filled with the Anthony are praise to God. For God judging the great whore and avenging the blood of the saints who have been slain by her. God is going to take amen bending on those amen that have been mistreated. The Lord is going to take vengeance. The saints' prayer has turned to praise. Their holiness is going to be ended. Their hallelujah. There is a shout of the triumph. Joy as heaven hosts burst into an unrestricted praise of God. There is nothing going to be sounding like it, praise the Lord. All over the universe, all over heaven itself, it's gonna be hallelujah. Giving praise and giving glory to the Lord. Can you just imagine? The king gonna rise, and it's something, Amen, is gonna give him honor and give him glory. You are invited to that supper. singing, amen, the hallelujah chorus. The multitude of heaven in Revelation 19, 1 through 3 as soon joined by the 24 elders and the four living creatures, who take their refrain from. Amen. Hallelujah. From the throne room comes the voice saying, "Praise our God, all ye his servants, and all ye that fear him, both small and great. Give some praise unto." Them. You ought to feel that anointing and that breakthrough right now when you know who Jesus really is. You ought to give him some praise right now. A great multitude responds with the shouty men of the top to extol, extol the greatness of God and proclaim that the time for the celebration of the marriage of the Lamb has come. It's time to celebrate. It is time to celebrate. Oh, you, amen, we may not have been able to celebrate down here now because we've been going through so much, but the time is coming. The saints are going to celebrate. The meaning hallelujah, the word hallelujah is derived, amen, from two Hebrew words, halal, which means to praise him. and from Jah, which is the name of Jehovah. Praise our God, praise Jehovah, our God, praise Him. My God, give some praise time in our day and time. His name is Jesus. Give some praise to Him. The word Amen, Hallelujah, translated in the Greek from Hallel appears only four times in the New Testament. All the beloved saints of God and the angels is going to be singing praise to our God. God is praised in Revelation, the 19th chapter, verse 1, because salvation stirs, I will guarantee salvation, he done come and he done died. Salvation done paid the price. My God, we're going to be giving him glory for what he has done. Done delivered our soul from this hell fight. Done delivered our soul from cancer, tumors, and everything that, my God, does not like Jesus. We won't have to go through this no more. The glory and honor of which our reverence, And his power, his power moves us to trust him. Trust him. The church as a bride. The church as a bride from the destruction of the great whore called Babylon, who was so deprived and corrupted in character that her evil influence flowed as a river of death. To the entire world. The scene quickly shifts to the spotless church. When you look at, amen, Babylon, amen. Babylon is nothing but sin. Babylon is nothing full of nothing but corruption. Babylon is full of nothing but evil. But oh, the scene shifts to the spotless church. Christ's bride, who has made herself ready for her bridegroom. She'll have made herself ready. Now, amen. It's mm-hmm. up to you and I is to continue to make ourselves ready to come. The invitation has been extended. The Lord has put out a supper, and he's bid us to come. Her tides are fine linen, clean and white. Contrary with the glue of of the scarlet and Golden one by the great harlot in Revelation 17, 14 and Revelation 18 and 16. The fire and linen represent her righteousness and speaking of her uh, good deeds. In this scene, amen, John says is full of joy and gladness. For the bride is ready. The bride is ready. And the marriage will be the complete and finally, union between Christ Jesus and his church and the consummation of the redemption and the fulfillment of all promise. Prophecy of victory for the saints. Then God's people is the bride of the Lamb. He is an establishing metaphor in the scripture the relationship between God and his people. Israel is often illustrated by the bridegroom and the bride in Isaiah chapter 54, 5 and 6, Isaiah 62 and 5, Jeremiah 2 and 23, many others I could go through. The marriage symbolized also run all through the gospel. There are the problems of the wedding in Matthew 22, 5, 22, 2, and 10. My announcement going to reach you, amen, something that I think is very interesting. When we're talking about, amen, the marriage supper, all the bridegroom in Matthew's, amen, I believe it's 22 and 11. She's going to read you this, amen. And when the king came. And when the king came. In to see the guest. When the king come in, amen, to inspect the guest. He saw there. He saw there. A
0: man which had not. On a wedding garment. He saw a
1: man, a man, didn't have his wedding garment on. Oh, somebody tonight is trying to get into heaven, and they don't have their wedding garment on. all oh, they want to be among God's people, but they don't want to pay the proper price. They don't want to do the proper thing. Is to be a man among God's people, and the Bible says what? And he saith unto him, and he saith unto him, friend, friend,
0: how camest thou,
1: friend? How did you get in here?
0: In hither not having,
1: how did you get into this holy place and didn't have a wedding garment on?
0: In hither not having a wedding wedding garment, you don't, you
1: didn't have no wedding garment on. And he was speechless. He was speechless because he knew he was in the wrong, he was in the right place, but amen. He knew he was in the wrong. He was speechless. Hallelujah. Read. Then said the king to the servant. Then said the king to the servant.
0: Behind him, hand and foot. Bind
1: him! Bind him! Because he's in the wrong place. Bind him both hand and foot. And take him away. And cast him out of here. And cast him into outer darkness. Put him back, amen, from when they come. He come from out of darkness. Send it back to darkness. He can't stay in this glorious light. There,
0: there shall be weeping and there
1: gashing shall be weeping and gashing the teeth. You disobeyed the gospel. You wouldn't hear the gospel. The day that you heard the gospel, you hardened your heart. Now, amen, you want to come among God's people. The Bible says, cast him out of here. Bind them both hands and feet and cast him into outer darkness. Thank you. Amen. Paul, letter to the church in Corinth, says, For I have exposed you to one husband that I may present you as a chastened virgin to Christ. You don't belong but to one man. You you can't have all these men. That man is Jesus Christ. The church ought to be married to Jesus. Furthermore, the apostle referred to the relationship of Christ to his church as a great model of the relationship between a husband and a wife. Ephesians amen chapter five, twenty-one and thirty-three will tell you that, praise the Lord. You're letting us know, Amen, that in a marriage there is not but one. The wedding feast, the wedding feast. To become acquainted with the marriage custom. Among the Hebrews, will help us understand the events surrounding the marriage supper of the Lamb. The Hebrew marriage includes, first of all, a betrothal in which the party empties into a contract or exposes suffering similar to our engagement. Now, amen, in the Hebrew culture, when they said that they belong one to another, they meant that. They entered into a contract, no matter what come up. If I made my betrothal to you, I belong to you and none of them. I don't care how many other good-looking girls come along. If I made my commitment unto my wife, my eyes should only be on my wife. This is the way the Hebrew Detroit was, and not Amen. man. The man was there among the woman all the time. It was my faith. Amen, that he trusted his bride. He made this contract, and this contract was not to be broken. My mother, father, sister, the brother of our priest, amen, it was not to be broken. When we make a contract with Jesus, it is not to be, meant to be broken. When we put on Jesus, by what about him? By accepting him as Lord and Savior and receiving the Holy Ghost, it ought not be broken. Something similar to our engagement. Amen. I like the custom of the Hebrew. They waited. Amen. But much more binding than there was the payment of the wedding. Dow To the family The gift of the bride You had to bring something for that bride You couldn't just walk up there as a man And take a, a man's daughter You had to bring a payment This was followed by a period Of personal preparation On the part of the bride In which Amen, she made her wedding garment. Amen. She had made the problem. Now I she, the, the, the Amen. She said, I gotta make me a wedding garment. It's gonna take time to make a wedding garment. The man, Amen, had to go somewhere and try to make provision for them to live it while she was making this wedding garment. Have not the Lord been away from us a long time? Are we prepared? i a wedding garment for Jesus. This interview of the time between, amen, the betrothal and the wedding also allows the bridegroom an appropriate time to build his house. Now listen, young men, when you get ready to get married, you ought to be, amen, stabilized enough, amen, to put your wife into a house. You ought to have been accumulating enough money or some assets, amen. Somewhere when you married, amen. Put your wife into a house. She waited patient on you. She doesn't want to be down up in the room with no family. She wants to enjoy you. The interview of the time between the betrothed and wedding also allowed him in the bridegroom an opportunity to build a house. When the time arrived for the wedding to occur, the bridegroom come with his company to publicly claim his bride. When the real time came, he come. And now I'm ready. I'm ready, man, to claim my bride. To so who would come from her father's house to meet him. She didn't come from no anywhere, no any place. He knew, amen, that bride was at his father's house. The bridegroom would then lead her from her father's to celebrate the wedding feast, which was a spectacular event. It lasted usually for several days. But at time, it even lasted longer. Oh, we don't celebrate like that now. We married today amen and and the celebration is over with. Oh but in that amen a Hebrew marriage ceremony, amen, they got a time to get acquainted with each other, and they have their friends and their relatives, amen the John in. Because we gonna celebrate this, my God. At the end of the fiesta of the marriage was the consummation, when the bridegroom took his bride into the bride chamber. When after the seven days, uh, ever how long it was, then, Amen, it was time for the bride. Amen it is a figure, uh, 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 the bridegroom is the figure, a bride into the chamber. It was time for them to know each other. I wish that kind of custom was still going on today. we married before the justice of the peace, and our celebration is over with. We don't make any preparation, amen, sometimes to put out your right. But when Jesus came to earth, the bride, the betrothed took place. He proclaimed, upon this rock I will build my church. Come on, church. He built his church upon himself. By this sacrifice, death on Calvary, he paid the God. He paid the price. For we are redeemed with the precious blood of Jesus Christ as a lamb without a blemish and without a spot. 1 Peter 9, 1 and 19. Moreover, Paul stated that love caused Jesus to give his life on the cross for the church. Christ also loved the church and he gave himself for it that he might sanctify and cleanse it. With the washing of water by the word. And he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy without blemish. Ephesians 5 25 through 27. I'm talking about the feast, the marriage. Are you ready for the marriage supper of the Lamb? Amen. When the Lord, amen, come back. Are you ready without five minutes? This is Dr. Moore saying, I got this. Cut it off right here. But the Lord delay is coming. We'll be back next week. God bless you.
0: That was beautiful. Coming from Dr. Moore, the doctor is in. We'll be back next week. God bless.